Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 680. I've always said fit, form, and function. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Kyle Lauman. Hey, Kyle, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, let's burn out. All right. I love that. <laughs> let's burn out indeed. Kyle Lauman owns and operates Night Shift Customs in St. George, Utah. And for over 10 years, he's designed and built custom hot rods for clients and for himself. For two seasons, you saw him on Discovery Channel's Vegas Rat Rods, where he built some very cool rides. Kyle was raised in the small town of Parachute, Colorado, where his love for fuel and spark was fostered by his father's passion for motorcycles. Kyle's love for the 60s style customs continues to drive his passion today, and he builds some very cool custom cars. And I'll let our listeners know that I met Kyle when I was at SEMA last year and saw one of the cars he's built. This guy's got some talent, so we're going to have some fun today. We're going to learn a little bit more about you, Kyle. But before we start, would you take a moment to share a little bit about your business and, of course, your passion for really cool rides? Um, yeah, thanks, Mark. I have a, a small shop. I run it by myself. I kind of kept it that way for quality control, and finding a good employee to work with you is always hard. Mm -hmm. I've kept it just myself, and I figure I'll just take less jobs and uh, keep myself busy. I do stay booked, and I have just run my little shop now for 10 years, and it's just been going great. I moved here and started doing body work for a little shop mm -hmm. and decided to branch out on my own after a while. You know, I kind of slowly played into that. I've always kind of done body, auto body work since I was out of high school. I went to uh, Wyoming Tech. You know, I, I hear people say this and that about tech schools, but I, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't easy, but there's still stuff today that I haven't done since uh, WyoTech, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we kind of went over this. Sure, sure. It'll still help me today, even after all these years. And so I still strongly suggest tech school programs. Now that I, you know, I did all the bodywork stuff, the thing about hot rods is – a lot of people do them, but you have to be fast. Today, you can't just sit on a project for the long periods of time. And that speed and quality control is what you learn in a regular production shop. Anybody that you know is the best in their trade has, I believe, is the best because of repetition. You learn so much just from doing it over and over again. And when you're Working for commission in an auto body shop, nothing <laughs> drives you more than to not mess up because you're not going to be making money and to get things done in a quick manner so you can make more money. Well, of course. Yeah. And your customers like that as well. So they don't want to be paying for hours that are, are practice time for you on their cars. They want yeah. to pay for the best quality possible. Well, I think trade schools are an awesome way for many people to start a career Especially these days, there's so much of a need for hands-on technicians, people that can do things with their hands because so many kids go to college to get other degrees and they think that uh, these working degrees, if you want to call it that, are 
beneath them. But there's lots of great jobs out there. And in your case, you've taken your passion for jobs, created a business around it, and you found the secret sauce to life. So as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. This is some kind of saying that has a good meaning for you. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Kyle, take the wheel. I've always said fit, form, and function. Fit meaning the pieces fit together in a, a well-designed fashion. Form, of course, is the the fun part where you can go kind of crazy or mild with the way you design the piece to to work. And of, of course, that goes into function where, you know, this well-formed piece is functioning, functioning correctly with what you want it to do. So fit. Fit, form, and function have always been kind of my deal. Uh, well, perfect for what you do. Absolutely. And reminds me of that old saying is, uh, and I'm, I'm going to make sure I don't butcher this, is form follows function. Is that what I'm, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, right. so it makes a world of sense. Now, uh, quick other side question here. Most of the cars that you build, are these cars for your clients that, they, do they come in with an idea or do they come in with a, a solid foundation of this is exactly what I want or is there a collaboration that goes on between you and the customer? There's always a collaboration. I think the best example is when I go into a tattoo artist, being an artist myself, Mm -hmm. I say, this is exactly what I want. And it pisses them off because (laughs) they want to do their twist. An artist always wants to do their thing. And I won't let a tattoo artist do that. I give them exactly what I want. (laughs) And I say, this is exactly what I want. If this isn't isn't, what I get, then I'm not going to be happy. And that same thing comes in with my customers. Now, some customers can't visualize like I can. I can visualize something right off the bat. You know, I can visualize, okay, this could work this way. That might not be the greatest idea in the world, but, you know, it's a starting point maybe. So I'll do renderings for my customers. I'm old school. I just hand draw them. That'll give them a starting point and they'll say yes, no. Or, you know, sometimes it's pretty straightforward. I love to do my my own thing and some customers just say do what you feel and i love oh yeah that's a dream client (laughs) oh god yeah yeah and then some are very specific in what they want and you know they're customers we're not going to see eye to eye on every detail especially like colors i like the uh pastels okay yeah kind of monotone colors from the 50s yeah i love pastels so you know, when somebody wants a bright blue or bright red, that's what they want. And one thing I've learned in this business, you never tell somebody what color to paint their car. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That's you don't the wanna, first you thing don't they see. Paid. No, uh-uh. yeah. no, that's a you bad mistake. Yeah, if they don't like the color, that's your fault. Yeah, that's like telling somebody what to name their child. <laughs> Not going to do it. <laughs> don't do it. I stay out of that. Yeah, I love that yeah. color. <laughs> If I don't totally agree, maybe I'll throw some suggestions out there. But Sure, yeah. But no, that's an important thing for people with a car build is the color. So I get that. I'm into color. You know, I have my definite opinions about color being a designer. So I understand completely. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you go back and think about it? And I know your dad was into motorcycles, so that was a big influence on you. Was there a point in time when you realized that you were going to be a car guy? Well... I think it was always there. And the thing about it was, is my mom wanted 
you know, like any parent, they just want the best for their kid. And so when my mom's side of the family, my dad's side of the family is a little bit more mechanical. But my mom's side of the family just thinks if you're not wearing the suit and tie, that's success. Yeah. I remember my cousin saying, that's gross, Kyle. You don't you don't want to be a mechanic. You'll have grease under your fingernails. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And I remember it clear as day because I'm like, I think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to have some dirt under my fingernails. In the same sense, I'm sure they're thinking like a regular mechanic, which I've gone pretty far from that. Yeah, oh yeah. So with that pressure from um, my mom to not do something like this, you know, she pictured maybe an architect or something. But I was taking a graphic arts class at Mesa State College in Grand Junction, Colorado, and trying to do something, you know, without the grease. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm just hating sitting behind the computer. And my teacher, which was just an one of those awesome teachers, you know, and he's like, I don't know what you're doing here. He's all. <laughs> he recognized it. Yeah. He's all, you're a gearhead and you're not going to shake it because he saw it in my art, you know, something I'd get passionate about. They're like, make a, you know, fake advertisement for something. And I do like some aftermarket company making some sort of part. Of so, course. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so he's like, you're just not going to shake it. You might as well accept it. Yeah. And yeah. that was like, whoa, that I, you know, it just caught me by surprise. And I was probably, oh, I mean, I was, I was probably 18. Mm -hmm. It was in high school when I was taking that college class. To make it to that age without recognizing it and to have somebody just say, you know what, this is this is going to be your bag. Great advice from, a, you know, a, a kind of a mentor, if you will, a teacher, someone who he really, was. you know, recognized it and didn't force you into that hole. So you were very lucky to have him have him as a teacher, I think. Those are the, uh -huh. the great teachers that recognize those things. Well, Kyle, I want to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Talk about getting our hands dirty, crawl under the hood here a little bit, and have you share a big challenge or a big failure that you face along the way. Being an entrepreneur, having your own business is fraught with ups and downs, but tell us about that experience and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your business. Really, surprisingly, the hardest thing I've ever done is Vegas rat rods. Mm. The first thing is it was out of state. And Vegas Rat Rods, the way we started off was Steve Darnell did a lot of videos and stuff to put him put it out there and see if anybody would take it. And he worked on that for a long time. And that's how he got that show, by working hard and yeah. getting his name out there. It was a lot of work on his end. Oh, yeah. He spent about six years doing that. Wow. And at the beginning of those six years, he said he had come to my shop to buy parts I think he picked up a 30 Model A cab, and he, he kind of looked around the shop and saw what I was doing, and he's like, you know, if I ever get a show going, would you like to be on it? And I said, well, I'm a one-man band. I you know, I could plan around that. I could shut down the shop and do that and uh, work the schedule around it. And he's like, cool. You know, I'll let you know if it ever happens. So mm -hmm. six years later, he calls me. He says, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, time. It's going to happen. You're like, what? Who are you? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, cool. Let's, let's you know, do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So Vegas Rat Rods was really like an all-star team. He really grabbed people from different places, and each person in their own could do amazing things. It wasn't – there wasn't a, a weak link. The all-star team of it made it to where we could build these cars in a TV format, which is what they do, what TV, these car shows do. It's 
it's a TV format that you're working around. Oh, sure. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're Big Brother or you're building a car. This is your timeline mm-hmm. for this episode. And so you have to do that. Yeah. There isn't any questions. I mean, I think the longest we spent on one car was 14 days. The least we spent on a car was like five. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's complete builds. And people, you know, always say, well, you know, you can't. And well, we did, yeah, you know. And yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about the secret behind the, all of it, there was a two-week prep period where we tear the project car down, order parts, put it back together because it has to be like it was when it rolls in for the cameras. Sure, sure. So there was a two-week time when we did prep, but you can't really do anything on the car. I oh, mean, it sure. has to yeah, roll yeah. in like it was. But being away from my family, and I have two boys and a wife here in St. George, mm-hmm. and being away from them down there, even though they are coming down every weekend, because we're about – I'm in St. George, which is about two and a half hours. To yeah. Our, yeah, it's not uh, across the country, they, but it, it's still right. a drive. Yeah, and – it was it was so hard. Yeah, it's it's tough being away. I, I used to travel a lot when my kids were little, and I'd go on these trips to Europe to look for products, and I'd be gone for ten days, twelve days, and uh it's it's difficult. It is. It is. It's stress on a, a marriage, and but my family's been so great through the whole thing. They they really support my my company. You know, I mean, supporting this company is is. Uh, a big part of a you know a family because I could probably I could make more money in a body shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but we do it because we love it, and uh, <laughs> exactly you know right. the wife the wife drives a 1968 Buick Wildcat daily. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, my uh, boys started building a 1931 Model A Roadster pickup at the ages of like six and seven. Oh my gosh! Wow, yeah. your family is into this thing. Well. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It's good to have that kind of support. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I like to call a career aha moment, some kind of thing that happens that kind of steers you down a new path. And tell us how you took that aha moment and turned it into success. Well, I tell you what, the craziest thing that I've done today is right after we met, leaving SEMA in that parade. Did you watch the parade at the end? (laughs) It's always incredible, isn't it? Oh, my God. Yes, your neck is going crazy. Where do I look? Where do I look? So I'm driving out in this thing, and I just happen to be one of the first cars out. So um, we drive out, and I think I had one of the first bagged air ride vehicles driving out of there. And I start playing with the switches and stuff out front, and then I I went up to the, the bleachers or the stands, and I laid it all the way out, and people went nuts. <laughs> I have never felt that kind of energy in my life. I mean, there had to be, you know, I don't know, somewhere between 20 and 40,000 people. It, out was, it was a mob scene. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, and I swear the car was shaking. I mean, it was, <laughs> and I, I've never done anything like that where, yeah. and to tell you the truth, I'm glad the car is so chopped because I couldn't see, you know, 90% of the people because yeah. it probably would have freaked me out. <laughs> it was, it was just so intense. Wow. And I really understand how people get addicted to trying to build the next big SEMA car. People do it every year and try to go up to the number one spot or, you know, whatever. I think there's all kinds of different um, judging and magazines put up their little bit about, you know, what they thought was best Mm -hmm. and different stuff. But And I've had some vehicles down there that did really well. My 47 Chevy that I took this year. 
you know, it was just my first, my own build and uh, getting myself in there. And it was, it was just so intense. It was kind of interesting in the fact that people accepted the car, obviously, and just that energy was like nothing I've ever felt. Well, you know, again, I told our listeners here, I met you at SEMA and I was walking through the vast halls there and walked up on your car and stopped and I was with a friend looking at it and you were standing there quiet and I remember, did you build this thing? Yeah. And we started talking and hit it off. So that had to be a a really, really amazing moment for you. And that leads me to my next question about your proudest career moment. Was, Was that one of them? Most definitely one of them. I mean, when like Rick Doors walking by and you say, what do you think? You know, and he's just like, he was, he liked it, you know, something like that is, it is pivotal. Oh, yeah. But I've been in the scene for quite a while. I've built a, a few things that people have liked. My cars are usually understated. So yeah, I would say that. Yeah, the car I saw there, I, I just I looked at it and it was just that's the best way for me to describe this. It, I don't know if I would use understated. I would just use this is going to sound funny, but relaxed. It just like relaxed, you know, it just made me feel good. You know, when I stood there and looked at it, some of the cars are overdone or just and they're cool. They're great. But yours just was like, ah, just and maybe I'm describing in a way you don't like it, but no, that's it. It's the way I felt standing there looking at it. Just clean, simple, not overdone, nice, something I'd like to jump into and go for a ride in. So I think that was, yeah, yeah the way to say it. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? If you go way back in time and maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle. Maybe it was your first build or maybe it was a car you really wanted to get and you finally got it. I was 13 and we had a, friend that was a potato farmer we were out at his farm and he had um he just had always had cool stuff he had a lathe that was like it was like 12 feet long or something and wow. like old oliver tractors and he was a minneapolis maloyne fan so there's a little uh short bed uh yeah it was an 84 short bed chevy fleet side regular cab red with the white Oh, two-tone. Yeah. Yeah. And it had a 305 in it that had stretched the timing chain. And at that time, you could get a crate motor from Chevy for like 900 bucks, the 350. I asked him, you know, I, I'm just a kid. I asked him, would you like to sell your truck? And he said, well, if you paint my garage, you can have it. <laughs> nice. And at a 13-year-old with, you know, luckily, lucky to have a dollar, right. you know, from his mom. Deal. You got a is, deal, buddy. This is like the, the yeah, opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, yeah. And so I sure as heck painted that garage. And uh, I got the truck, started tearing into it at my, my dad's house. I had the brakes done. I had the transmission was fresh. And I was waiting to, I was saving up for that money to get that motor. And he sold it. And I think he sold it because we lived in Colorado and a two wheel drive short bed pickup would kill me. <laughs> Probably not a good choice for the <laughs> yeah. weather situation in the winter. Right. Yeah. And I ended up getting a little Toyota or something. But yeah, the one that got away. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, actually, um, reliving that dream, I got a, a 74 short bed and I did a, a four-door conversion so it's a half ton short bed frame that i stretched in the middle put a four-door cab on so it's a half ton four-door short bed 74 chevy pickup which they never made so that's kind of cool yeah kind of unique that's how 
I grew up in Southern California and I surfed. And the first time I got, or my first surfboard I ever got was a neighbor who had one in his garage that he hadn't used. And he said, I'll give you this surfboard if you clean out my garage. That was kind of a, a cool deal. Yeah, nice. sometimes nice when uh, when people help young kids out that way. Well, how about no how about a vehicle you've had and sold that you really wish you had back in the garage? Is there one of those uh, seller's remorse cars in your life? Yeah, I had a I had a '61 Impala, and they called it the Nomad wagon, oh, and it yeah. was uh-huh. it was silver with a white top, original paint, and I had subframed it for a guy with a I think it was like a '74 Camaro front clip mm-hmm. and he hadn't done anything with it after that and i i was able to buy it from it was one of those when i i needed to build it and flip it and mm-hmm. pay some rent and i ended up there's a guy down in vegas and he bought it on i had it on craigslist he bought it i took it down there and he said i have 53 cars oh, oh that are pre i think he's pre 64 he said if if you don't take a if you take an empty trailer home my wife's gonna kill me <laughs> and i said look i i can't you know i'm, I'm yeah. stretching it as it is i said all i can spend is like 500 bucks so he had a few different things for 500 and he said i have a 40 a 46 chevy five window coupe i said i'll take it i ah. didn't sight unseen i figured worst case scenario i'll make like an old uh stock car out of it or something with a a wire grill and no no front clip so um that car i actually built into the SEMA car you saw oh no ki- so that's where that car came from yeah. No kidding. And, uh, what a great story. Yes, that was a 46 five-window coupe. I changed it into a 47 three-window coupe with a removable hardtop. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> some go and some new ones yeah, come. I understand. There's been many, many a sorrow story here on Cars, yeah, from the past 679 guests. So you're not alone, my friend. <laughs> we all have There's them. something about that 61. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that look. They had a great look that year. Well, and, uh, there'll be the another one. The fact that they tagged it as a Nomad, a 61 Nomad, was kind of neat. Yeah. I think it was just leftover emblems. but Probably. Yeah, probably so. The parts <laughs> bin. Hey, we got one of these. Slap it on the yeah. car and put it out yeah. the door. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. We're into the new year here. What are you working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? I've been waiting for this job to come in since before I was working on the show on Vegas Rat Rods because the wait list can get kind of long. Yeah. And it's just finally coming in, but it's a 71 Pantera. Oh, that's different. Yeah. And so usually I stick pre 70, but I'm really excited about this car. It was, it's just me myself getting to work on a supercar, mid engine supercar is kind of, kind of cool. I really like the idea. What we're doing with it is, um, it's a 72 and they had some, neat styling it was the first real production mid-engine car available in the u.s it has some neat history it still is just a 351 cleveland v8 so i'm treating it like a hot rod in the sense of don't get yourself overwhelmed (laughs) (laughs) with the fact that it's a supercar yeah and it's going to be basic wiring so chill out (laughs) and uh (laughs) but we're gonna make what looks like a 2017 pantera Oh my gosh. So I'm um, totally changing the whole look of the car where I built custom rockers for it, shaving lights, door handles. 
it's a steel unibody car, which is fun to work with because I can weld my modifications right to it instead sure, yeah. of having like a bolt-on piece. Yeah. Which makes it a lot easier and funner to work with because when I do like the front custom bumpers and the rear custom bumper and air dams and scoops and all these pieces can be welded onto the car, which just a super fan of just working with steel. I consider myself a metallurgist in the, you know, the art of forming. forming sure. steel yeah so i'm really digging it um, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a really interesting project and we got a, a sponsor here on cars yeah who i'm very grateful for chris kimball ck financial services and chris has been a guest on the show he owns a pantera he listens every day and i'm sure he's smiling right now real big because he's listening to this show because he loves panteras but this is going to be interesting because for those diehard vintage car fans some of them are probably going no don't touch the car you can't you know, disrupt what it is. And then other people out there going, hey, man, be an artist, do something new and cool. So you'll have to promise me you send me, I know we're Facebook friends, but send me pictures of the car so I can share that with my listeners and we see what you build. Yeah. If anybody is discouraged about me cutting up a Pantera, you can watch me do it on my Facebook at <laughs> Kyle Lauman. But I I have to say in uh, to these people that might hate this idea, I have done uh, my research. Yeah. I am really trying to tribute what it used to be, but also bring it to something new. Now, there has been a lot of Panteras flying around for some reason lately. Gas Monkey did one. The Ring Brothers did a really nice yep, one. I was going to mention, I've had them as guests on the show. And they're, really? boy, yeah, they're known for taking cars and highly modifying old cars. And they, we talked about that when they are on the show, how a lot of people just go, sacrilege, you can't do that. And they just kind of thumb their nose and go, that's what we do, man. You know, we build our own stuff. So they I, they did a beautiful job on theirs. Uh, they did. Yeah. I saw that at, uh, saw one at SEMA. Uh, there was a white Pantera there that, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Well, I can't wait to see what you come up with. So uh, we'll make sure that uh, we watch that Facebook page, and I'll put links on your show notes page so people can follow you along on that build. Now, here's a very introspective question, Kyle. If Kyle was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? <laughs> For a long time, I would have been a, um, a 57 Lincoln Premier. Okay, cool. But I, I've been kind of leaning towards a uh, 60 Buick two-door hardtop. They're mm. uh, what do they call that? They called it a, a Buick Invicta. Oh, the Invictus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 1960 Buick Invicta. I I really love that style. Now, like I'd say, like top three would be 50 the Christine. Mm-hmm. You know, the 57. Um, oh well, it'd be a Belvedere. Wow. Well, you're the first Buick Invicta on the show, so I thought, I thought you'd come up with something unique and different. Well, Kyle, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost jump starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. 
The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Kyle, we are back, and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? All cars are pieces of <laughs> <laughs> if you live by all cars are pieces and don't question the mechanics, you could get along just fine. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your success? Billing weekly. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Keep don't the let cash your flow. customers get out too far. Yeah. It's just, it can get ugly. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of great resources out there, but is there one or two you could share with our listeners? I have to support my sponsors, and I really love Arc Audio's stuff. They're doing all the digital amps and mm -hmm. stuff. They do great stuff for bikes. Lizard Skin has the spray and sound deadening, which is water-based, which is kind of nice yeah. and um, works really well. And E-Stop has a electronic e-brake. It gets that uh, e-brake handle out of your car and uh, adds a, a really nice sense of security on it. Very nice. Now, Kyle, if you could have a drink, with anyone from the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? Harley Earl. <laughs> that would be a cool one, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, he's yeah. just such an awesome uh, uh, designer yeah, builder. Yeah. He, he gave so much to the industry. Yeah, amazing man. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read in the past you think the Cars Yow listeners would enjoy? If you haven't got the, it's kind of a coffee table book, the All-American Hot Rod by the Voyager's Press staff. It just has awesome, just great stories from people that lived it, um, especially in the 50s and 60s, and uh, really neat. Um, Freedom, Credos from the Road by Sonny Barger is also an ah, awesome cool. book. cool. Well, two books that have not been recommended here on Cars, yes, so I appreciate that, and Listeners, you can find links to all these great resources on Kyle's show notes page at carsyow.com slash Kyle Lauman. His last name is L-A-U-M-A-N. There's another great place in the Cars Yow website called Guest Recommended Books, where these two books and all the books recommended by the past guests here in Cars Yow are there for quick, easy clicks to buy. It's an amazing resource, close to a 1,000 books there. So check it out on the Cars Yow website. 
All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Kyle, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one cool collector car or custom-built car in your garage, but money's no object, I'll buy you whatever you'd like, what would that be and why? I'm going to take the cheap road. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with my 74 Chevy four-door short bed. The reason I'd go with this truck is because if I hurt it, I can get stuff for it. And if I wanted like a performance, uh, let's say if I wanted a drift car, I can I can make that truck into a drift car. Okay. If I wanted a drag car, I can make that into a drag car. If I wanted a salt car, I can make it into a salt car. And if I got tired of doing lowered stuff, which I never see happening, and I actually <laughs> wanted to cross over into the lifted stuff, I could slap some leaf springs under it and go mudding. Jeez, you got a transformer going there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it would accept anything, and comets are being put into these things, or Duramaxes. And- very cool. That's a very unique answer to that question, so I appreciate you not picking a Ferrari GTO, which so many people have chosen. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'd break the bank, but uh, that sounds like a really cool vehicle to have that you can have some fun with and do different things. So uh, nice choice, my friend. There's no way if I had something like a, a Ferrari or something, I don't I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I could Mad Max it, I guess. Oh, <laughs> gosh. There's some eyes rolling out there now. You're, you're starting to scare <laughs> people a little bit. Well, Kyle, you've taken me on a awesome ride today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed talking to you and getting to know you a little bit better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yell listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 74 Chevy four-door short bed truck? Never stop learning. I mean, you can always get something from any resource. You never know where it's going to come from. It could be a little kid. It could be uh, an elder. And to stay humble no matter what you do, these customers, if they're coming into your shop, they don't want to hear a loud mouth. They just want to hear the thing. It doesn't matter if they want to fix up their Chrysler minivan. Just don't throw them in the dirt. Just accept it and go with it. The reason I'm booked is because I always do what I say. So do what you say you're going to do and um, you know, support your competition because there's enough to go around. Absolutely. Great advice from a guy who's out there living his dream. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business. Really just hit me up on uh, Facebook. Facebook I is just always my most current and easy to use. It just has my most up-to-date. So okay. Kyle Lauman at Facebook. Awesome. Great. Well, listeners, you can find that link on Kyle's show notes page again at the Cars yeah website, carsyeah.com slash Kyle Lauman, or just type Kyle in the search bar and his page will pop up. I encourage you to follow him. Check out what he's up to. This guy's building some really cool stuff. Kyle, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Driving never meant more as an all-new California adventure awaits as the not-for-profit rally Drive Toward a Cure combines two-spirited drives for a weekend of cars and camaraderie in Paso Robles and all to support Parkinson's disease, a showcase of the ribbon roads of Central California with chrome and elegance. Coming up April 28th, enjoy some of the world's most prized car collections, wine tasting, and luxury receptions while driving toward a cure for Parkinson's disease. To register or donate, click drivetowardacure.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!